Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Riley Rant New Year's Rocking Eve Bash with musical performance by none other than Marcus Carey, who will help us bring in the new year and also help us launch the first ever episode of the Riley Rant. Let's give it up. Should all acquaintance be forgot and never brought to mine should all acquaintance be forgot and old lang syne and lang Happy New Year Happy New Year How y'all doing? I got a, I got a feel, I, got a, I can't hear myself, I got a, I got a feeling, ooh, ooh, yeah, yeah, I can't hear myself, cut the music, I cannot hear myself, I cannot hear myself, cut the music. All jokes aside, my name is Paul Riley, also known as Political Paul, and this is The Riley Rant, a weekly podcast where we discuss all things political, professional, and personal. Let's rant. Thank you all for tuning in to the very first ever episode of The Riley Rant. I didn't mean to do Mariah Carey, or should I say Marcus Carey, dirty in that opening. I can assure you that it will be relevant uh, towards the end of this podcast. But first, I want to give a special shout out to Matt Rogers. He's the person responsible for the intro music you just heard. He's also been very instrumental in the rollout of The Riley Rant, not only helping with the website, the promotional video you may have seen prior to this episode, but also helping with the logo. And so I have Matt Rogers to thank for getting this off the ground. Um, it would not have been possible without his help and support. And if you're ever in the market for a website or a logo to start your next venture or project, please consider Matt Rogers. You can find him at mattrogersdesigns.com. Again, that's mattrogersdesigns.com. And he can assist you with everything from branding to websites to logos. To me, it's so amazing to be here with you all today recording this first episode. I had originally thought about the podcast in 2016, about the middle of 2016. I wanted to get the Riley Rant off the ground, but I kept making excuses, you know, to delay the rollout. I would say, I can wait another day. Another day turned into another week. Another week turned into another month. And finally, you know, six months later, when we're approaching December, I had to ask myself, why haven't we pushed out any content for the Riley Rant? Why haven't I put this idea into action? And I think the honest answer is I was afraid. I was afraid of putting myself out there. I was afraid of exploring new territory. And I was afraid uh, that this wouldn't be successful. Uh, but I was reminded of content that I had come across in 2016. Um, content from two motivational speakers, the first being Tony Robbins, who is an American businessman and author, 
and a motivational self-help guru. And he basically talks about how you have to use fear or fear will use you. In other words, we can sometimes become so paralyzed by our fears that we never put our ideas into action. We never sort of take the step to do what we need to do to create the life that we deserve, to create the life that we desire, and to create experiences that we will remember for the rest of our lives. And so Tony Robbins' philosophy of using fear or fear will use you really got me motivated to start getting the gears in motion, really start getting this podcast off the ground. Another motivational speaker I would encourage you all to check out and listen to is Les Brown. He was very popular and famous in the sort of 80s and 90s. I had only come across him last year on YouTube, but he has some amazing content, some amazing books on how you can start living the life you deserve, really start pursuing those um, dreams and those career interests. And he actually um, had a, a quote that resonated with me with respect to the Riley rant, and it was basically talking about how people will sometimes go to their grave with uh, great ideas. He states, the graveyard is the richest place on earth because it is here that you will find all the hopes and dreams that were never fulfilled, the books that were never written, the songs that were never sung, the inventions that were never shared, the cures that were never discovered, all because someone was too afraid to take the first step. And I had to make a commitment to myself to say, I am not going to be one of those people who allows this idea and this dream of the Riley rant to go with me to the grave. I want to start pushing out content. I want to start pushing boundaries. And I want you all to be on this journey, on this ride with me. So I'm so thrilled to have you all tuning in to this very first episode. So as I begin to think about the Riley rant, uh, I knew I had to choose an area of focus. And many of you know me as Political Paul. And so I knew I had to incorporate a political aspect into the mix. After all, I joined my first political campaign at the age of 15, helping a run for state representative in the 186th legislative district, knocking off a 20-year incumbent. Such exciting stuff happening. And though I was only 15, it was sort of a great experience for me to witness. But then also in high school and college, very much involved in student government, got a bachelor's degree in politics from Princeton, and so all these things coalesced around my love and my passion for politics, and I knew that I had to incorporate that into this podcast in some way, shape, or form. And I thought, now is the best time. Now is the time to do that. We have a 115th Congress that is controlled by the Republicans in the House and Senate. We have a Trump presidency. I am confident that we're going to have a lot of material to discuss throughout the year, a lot of political rants that are going to happen on all of the stuff that we're about to witness in the coming months. And so politics and the political realm are no brainer. But beyond that, I also wanted to touch on topics that resonate with all different types of people. And I felt, how can I capture um, that larger audience? Because I can definitely give you information on politics. We can discuss key issues. And I have some exciting people I want to reach out to to bring onto the show to discuss political things. But I also want to expand and broaden my horizon for this podcast uh, in two other ways, by including the professional and the personal. With respect to the professional, I don't think that we're all having the conversations that we need to be having around our career and our profession. For many of you, it's probably just people watching on LinkedIn. You get the email, someone has a new job, you then stalk them to see what city they're in, what they're doing, what their job description is. And if you're not doing that, you may be more proactive and you're getting advice from uh, highly successful people in a variety of fields. And that's also great, but what I've noticed in those instances as well 
is that these people often tell generic stories of success. You probably have heard it before. It goes something like this. I had this dream to do this, and I worked hard, and now I'm here. And that's all the sort of professional advice you get. Or you may you know, run a Google search and come across the articles saying, if I were 22, or career advice I would give to my younger self, or how to have a meaningful career. And those are all great, but I don't feel that they go beyond the surface of what I want to talk about in this podcast. And so I'm really excited about all we can talk about in the professional landscape from your career to applying to jobs to ways in which you think about your profession and your work. All those stories I want to bring into the fold. And last but not least, I want to include the personal. Similar to the professional where you're people watching and potentially stalking others on LinkedIn, um, we do the same thing on Facebook and Instagram. We're looking at engagement after engagement. We're looking at exciting news where everyone's smiling, everyone's happy, but we never really talk about things that keep people up at night. You know, things that are happening when the Instagram filters run out, things that are happening when you are alone and you're thinking about your life and your future. And so I definitely want to touch on some, you know, topics that are often taboo, relationships, friendships, dating, and so much more. In terms of the schedule, I want this to be a weekly podcast. Growing up, I would always watch MSNBC, CNN, Fox to see how they all were spinning the sort of news of the day. And one show that I really liked was on NBC. It was called Meet the Press. And Chuck Todd, he always said, that's the host, Chuck Todd, he would always say, if it's Sunday, it's Meet the Press. And I thought, what a great way to co-opt a line to steal with pride. And so for the Riley rant, I want you to remember that if it's Sunday, it's time to rant. If it's Sunday, it's the Riley rant. I want to say that one more time for you. If it's Sunday, it's time to rant. If it's Sunday, it's the Riley rant. And with that, we're going to launch into topics every Sunday focusing on the personal, the professional, and the political. So this topic today is focused on New Year's resolutions, and I'm going to get into more of that later and explain why Mariah Carey or Marcus Carey was brought into the intro. Um, but next week, we're going to focus on the professional, so talking about some of the best career advice I've ever received. And then the following week, closer to the inauguration, we're going to start with our first political rant, focused on the 2016 election and doing, so, and doing sort of an autopsy report on what exactly happened and why we ended up in the predicament that we're in today. So really excited about those episodes coming up. I'm really excited to have you all on for this first episode. And so without further ado, I want to dive into our very first episode focused on the personal rant, focused on a New Year's resolution that I want you all to add to your list. With the new year now a week behind us, I know that many of you probably have New Year's resolutions on your list. Um, some may want to go to the gym more, eat healthier items, um, be more engaged in relationships. You know, many, many resolutions that are all great, but I want to encourage you to add one more to your list. And it may all already be on your list, but it's around the idea of just doing you. In other words, just do you. And I started the podcast with Mariah Carey or Marcus Carey because I felt that Mariah Carey embodied this resolution in many ways as she brought in the new year on New Year's Rockin' Eve uh, with Dick Clark's productions. This is the most watched um, event prior to the new year. People are tuning in 
um, in the United States and around the world, and Mariah Carey is set to perform. She comes out, you know, sings, you know, her first song, quickly transitions into her song Emotions, and she completely um, just stops singing. She says she can't hear herself. Later in the performance, she requested a monitor be turned on. She tries to continue doing some of the choreo, and it's clear that there are some voiceovers on the track. Regardless of the details, I think that the way in which Mariah Carey handled the situation the next day um, is more telling. She basically tweeted, stuff happens, you know, I'm on to the next thing, you know, let's be successful and happy in 2017. And I thought that embodied the just do you. Mariah Carey, you know, had what people may argue a catastrophe on the stage, but she stayed true to who she was. She may have admittedly been embarrassed, but she moved on and she's going to continue to do her. In fact, she's preparing for a world tour with Lionel Richie. She has a documentary that's currently, I, don't, I wouldn't call it a documentary, but a docu-series you know, that she's putting out that people are engaged with. And so she's really continuing to do her, whether you like it or not. And I think that that is so telling of what we all should do in the new year. Along a similar vein, those backup dancers, imagine you're behind a global superstar. You're ready to perform. And she can't hear herself. She's not singing. But if you notice, they continue to smile. They persevere through the performance. And they maintain composure. And I think that's such a great lesson for us going into the new year. You can go into the new year with all of these plans, with all of these ideas, with all of these goals, with all these desires, but you have to understand that stuff's going to happen. Things are going to go as planned, and many are going to go unplanned, and it's how you deal with those situations that I think defines the type of person you are and the type of person you can become. So no shade at Mariah in that intro. It was just a way to get us thinking about the new year resolution of just doing you. And so when you think about the importance of just doing you, we talked about this before earlier in the podcast with Les Brown's quote about not taking your dreams to the graveyard because that's the richest place in the world where so many dreams and cures and songs have never been realized because those people took those ideas to the grave with them. I've also came across a fascinating quote about someone's definition of hell, and it's basically your last day on earth uh, where the person you became will meet the person you could have become. Again, this idea of living your life um, on other people's terms and not yours, realizing that you're not the person that you wanted to become and having to deal with that for the rest of your life. Another famous quote by uh, Mark Twain, he basically talks about how 20 years from now, you'll be more disappointed by the things you didn't do than by the the ones you did do. So throw off the bowlines, sail away from safe harbor, catch the trade winds in your sails, explore, dream, discover. Again, another lofty quote, um, and some may think it's cheesy, some may think it's overhyped, but I think it's important because it highlights the many ways in which we settle, the many ways in which we become complacent with the status quo, the many ways in which we jump at anything, oftentimes the first thing that comes our way, and the many ways in which we never ask why. Why am I doing this? Why are things the way they are? And there is research out there that shows why this is so important. Psychologist Dr. Meg Jay actually touches on this in her book uh, that I just read, The Defining Decade, Why Your 20s Matter. And she's basically talking about how we have to get over this idea that 30 is the new 20 or 40 is the new 20. And we have to start being intentional about creating the life that we desire, the life that we want to have 
in the long run. And so I think that if you haven't checked that book out, definitely check it out. Um, if you don't feel like reading that book, she's also done an amazing TED Talk where she summarizes the main sort of synopsis and the plot of her book. But it's basically about realizing that time is not on our side and that we have to be patient and realistic, but we also have to have a sense of urgency when we're going after our dreams. And so in order for you to just do you, it's first important to understand who you are as a person. And I mean that, you know, from a deep, you know, philosophical level, but also just from a personality, you know, type and demeanor perspective, that's also very important. So from that deeper meaning, I think it's important for you to ask yourself, why am I the way I am today? Why am I like this? And I think Wes Moore in his book, The Other Wes Moore, provides a great, a great framework for understanding that. He basically says that we are all a product of our expectations. And that's so true. And that's so telling. So we each have to look at our own lives and look at the ways in which we've met people's expectations, the ways in which we may have not met those expectations, and again, begin to question whose expectations we're going to value, why we're valuing them, and what we're hoping to gain from them. So from a deep level, understanding we are a product of our expectations. There may be some of you out there listening who grew up in difficult backgrounds. There may be others who struggle with self-esteem. There may be others who um, struggle with confidence. And we have to begin to tease out why is that the case? I can probably assure you there were experiences that led you up to this point to the person that you are. And it's important to interrogate those things and those expectations and those words that were mentioned to you early on because I, I truly believe they do have an impact on your life. But beyond the philosophical and the deeper who are you, I think it's also important to leverage so many of the resources and um, you know services that are out there today. I mean, there's the Myers-Briggs test. There's strengths finders. These are all important data points I think we all should be taking into account as we try to figure out who we are, why we act the way that we do, why certain things piss us off, why certain things make us happy. And so I would encourage you all to check out the Myers-Briggs. And it's basically sort of different dimensions. So you're either extroverted or introverted. You're either sensing or intuitive. You're either thinking or feeling. You're either judging or perceiving. And you can definitely look this up online. But I took the test and I realized that I am ENFP. ENFP. So what that basically means is that I'm an extrovert, but that means that I prefer to interpret and add meaning to things instead of just taking the basic information at hand. So I'm trying to add additional meaning to things. I'm trying to look into things. Also, with the feeling aspect, I'm more likely to look at a person and the circumstances before factoring in the logic of a situation. And then lastly, I'm more perceiving than I am judging. So this basically means that I like to stay open to new information and options sort of versus sticking to a set schedule, a, reg a regimented task, or a set sort of commitment. And so these are all important things to learn. So basically from this test, I learned that I'm an extrovert who puts people and emotions above logic and rationality, and that I use all of these things to think about what could be in the future. That's helpful data points for me to take into my life as I think about my career, as I think about how I operate in relationships. To give you a primary example of this, 
My roommates are the polar opposites. I'm ENFP. I believe one of my roommates is ESTJ, the polar opposite. So whereas he is extroverted and he'll think about things from a logical standpoint with the facts presented and stick to the schedule or the plan, I'm the completely opposite where I'm actually looking at the bigger picture, the added meaning, the people and the circumstances involved, and how that affects the person and what could possibly happen and not the right now. And so these are such great data points because it helps me to understand why I may not see the world the way they do, why I might not see things in the same manner or the same fashion. So definitely encourage you all to check out the Myers-Briggs test, check out the uh, Strengths Finders, and there are also a, a plethora of free services too for you to just get a sense of who you are because before you can just do you, you have to first know who that you is and, and, and what that you likes and dislikes and how they interact and see the world. So definitely check that out. And then sort of, you know, lastly, I think it's important for us just to set up a framework for making difficult decisions, a framework for uh, how we can embody this resolution in the new year. And I always want to caution people to be careful. Think about it this way. We lock our car doors. We lock our front doors. For our debit cards, we have pens and chip technology. We even lock our phone. But we never protect and filter the thoughts that we allow to enter our mind and our psyche. The subtle comments, they may knock us off course, they may go unchecked, but that can oftentimes have the biggest influence on us. So I came up with a framework, um, and it's leveraging a quote uh, by Paul Brandt. He's a a singer, um, and he has a song called There's a World Out There. And he basically says uh, in the song, this one line, don't tell me the sky's the limit when there are footprints on the moon. Don't tell me the sky's the limit when there are footprints on the moon. And so I basically broke up that quote into three parts. Don't tell me is the first part. The sky's the limit is the second part. And footprints on the moon is the third part of this framework that I'm about to sort of deliver to you. And I think it's so crucial for us if we want to just do us in this new year, I think this framework is going to be valuable in how we go about interacting with others and really living out this mantra, not only in January, but for the entirety of 2017 and beyond. The first portion of Brandt's quote involves the idea of not telling me what to do. He says, don't tell me. And I think that's so important in our lives, and especially in 2017, to be mindful of what you tell others, but more importantly, what you allow others to tell you. For many of my listeners out there, you're probably in an educational setting like a classroom or you're working in a professional context. And in these spaces, you often have people telling you what to do, how to do it, and when to do it. And this can carry over into our personal lives. We may need the validation and blessings of others to support our course of action. We may need people to tell us how to do something, what to do, and when to do it. But we have to abandon this principle when we're going after our dreams and pursuing things that matter most to us. We can't expect others to determine what will make us happiest in life. We have to be comfortable sometimes going at it alone and pushing for visions that others may not be able to see for us. And that's why it's also important to be mindful of what you allow other people to tell you. Because as Brandt notes in his song, the sky is sometimes people's limit. Is sometimes all that they can see, is sometimes all that they can aspire to, and that will have a subconscious effect on you. And this can materialize in many ways. You may have that family member, that friend, that classmate, or that colleague 
who's just trying to be helpful. You may overhear, you know, or they may overhear you talking about a book you want to write, a podcast you want to start, an event you want to start training for, and they may respond with unsolicited or unwarranted advice. And it usually sounds something like this. If I were you, I I wouldn't do that. Or, wow, I I could never see myself doing that. Or, really? You really want to do that? I feel like you'd be better doing this. These comments alone are not problematic. The larger problem lies in the fact that people may confine your aspirations to their narrow definitions of success. To these people, your goals are limited to what they deem possible or by what they've seen other people do in the past, hence why their sky is the limit. It's as far as they can see, which causes them to reduce their and other people's dreams to what is right in front of them instead of making room for what could be. The danger with giving power to these voices and these perspectives is that they really make room for the unconventional or the unknown. They rarely afford people the opportunity to really take risk and to really um, figure out how they're going to pursue opportunities that they know will make them happy and successful in the long run. That's why, as Brandt notes, we have to be cautious about telling people what we want to do, and we have to be mindful about what we allow other people to tell us. And the main reason why we have to be careful with the advice we receive, the expectations that we allow people to place on us, is because there are literally footprints on the moon. There's literally someone who traveled to the moon, who traveled beyond people's limits of what was possible. And that has allowed for people, in my mind, to start to consider ways in which they can venture outside of the conventional, outside of the known. So when you're thinking about your vision or your goal that you have for yourself, no matter how far-fetched, no matter how crazy it may seem, I encourage you to be comfortable with going the course, to be comfortable with giving it a try, to be comfortable with potentially failing, but at least knowing that you gave your best shot to pursue something that you thought was best for you at that time. So at the end of the day, this framework of don't tell me the sky's the limit when there are footprints on the moon requires you to first be honest with yourself about what you want to accomplish, to be comfortable with the fact that everybody's not going to see the vision that you have for yourself. Everyone's not going to understand why you're motivated to do something, certain things. And that is okay. And lastly, you have to be open to the fact that people may not be able to envision the desires that you have for yourself. It is, in my opinion, through pushing past these limitations and these barriers that we impose on ourselves that I truly believe that we can leave our impact not only on the moon, but on the stage, on the field, in the classroom, on the sports field, in the studio, in the courthouse, or in the hospital, you name it. But we have to continue to fight for those goals because if we don't fight for them, we can't expect anyone else to do it on our behalf. This wraps up our very first episode of The Riley Rant. We focused on a personal rant of Just Do You. I hope that you all will consider adding that to your New Year's resolution. And I also hope to have Marcus Carey back on the show for another musical performance. I hope that you enjoyed that and that you shared uh, in the laughter. Please share your thoughts on this framework and your New Year's resolutions in the comments under this video. Do you agree or disagree with this framework? Is it realistic or unrealistic? How are you going to just do you and just be you and realize that you're more than enough in 2017? 
Looking forward to hearing all of your thoughts, and please click on the mail icon at the top of this website, therileyrant.com. There's a mail icon. Please click on that, and please contact us with feedback or suggestions on additional topics. Additionally, if you'd like to be featured on the show, I would love to hear from you and figure out a way in which we can have you on in the future. And lastly, whether this fails or succeeds, I'm just so excited that I took a risk, that I put content out there, and I hope that you all were able to or relate to some aspects of it, and that, more importantly, you enjoyed it. Next week, we'll be dealing with a professional rant focusing on the best career advice I've ever received, so stay tuned for that. See you next Sunday, and remember, if it's Sunday, it's time to rant. If it's Sunday, it's The Riley Rant. (laughs) 